Before we begin, let me just take a moment to set the scene for you. You're walking through London, it's a cool, clear night, and you're walking through the theatre district. There's theatres on every corner advertising their shows. But then you take a left onto West Street, and when you look up, the theatre in front of you looks different. It's the Ambassador's Theatre, a beautiful, traditional London theatre, and along the trims of the awning are some words in a familiar font. Above the door itself, it says, Leave Reality at the Door. And then when you look up, the whole corner aspect of the theatre is covered with a huge image. It's an image of a room, and the wall of the room is covered with stars. And against that wall is a vintage television set, and on it is a familiar white door. And then when you look up further, there dominating the whole street are the words, The Twilight Zone. This is the image that faced me on the 9th of March 2019. Now in the last episode I spoke with Ron Fogelman, the producer of Twilight Zone the play that has just begun a three month run at the Ambassador's Theatre in London. And tonight with a little help I'm going to explore certain aspects of that show. And I won't be going into deep spoilers but there may be a little hint at things here and there just for the purposes of a review. So I'm going to begin with a little information about the theatre itself, then I'm going to be playing some audio that I recorded straight after the performance that I saw two days ago, and then I'll come back at the end to maybe give some credit to some of the actors and crew involved with this show. Now as we know at the end of 2017, The Twilight Zone had a two month run at the Almeida Theatre in London. And although that building is quite old, dating back to the early to mid-1800s, I believe that its use as the theatre we know today began in about 1980, and it has been refurbished since then, so it has quite a modern feel about it. And I did mention in the past that the Ambassador's Theatre where the Twilight Zone is playing now is a bigger theatre, and I was basing that on the Almeida having 325 seats, where the Ambassadors has 444. So why am I talking about any of this, and what does it matter to the Twilight Zone? Well the thing is, despite the Ambassadors having more seats, when you walk in and sit down, because of the way it's laid out, it feels like a much more intimate space. Now don't get me wrong, the Almeida is lovely, but the layout of the Ambassadors means that pretty much wherever you are, you're not far from the stage. And the stage itself is actually narrower than the one in the Almeida Theatre, and it seems to just go upwards forever. So when you take your seat, there is a screen covering the stage itself, and displayed on that screen is the vintage CBS television logo, so it's as if you're sat in front of a huge old-fashioned television set. So the narrower stage and the way the seats are arranged so closely around it give this really wonderful, intimate feeling. So when the curtain goes up and the actors are right there in front of you, the effect is quite wonderful. Like you're all sitting around the television 
watching the Twilight Zone. So if you've considered going to the show, and I will give out the information at the end about how you can do that if you want to, if you're considering going and maybe the most expensive seats are a bit out of your price range, but you don't want to go for the cheaper seats, what I would say is because of the layout of this theatre, pretty much every seat is a good seat. I think there are a few near the front of the balcony that have some kind of restricted viewing, but they will be clearly marked on whatever website you visit to buy your tickets from. And I'll actually put a link in the show notes to this one to a website where you can see what your view will be if you buy a ticket. So if you've got this far, you're sat in the theatre, and that screen with the CBS logo raises in front of you, and all of a sudden, you're in the twilight zone. So I'll be back shortly to comment on a few more things about the show, but I had the pleasure of meeting up with a good friend of mine, James Rose, who I met at the show last time, and we watched it together this time as well. Now, James is an actor, so he knows the theatre world a lot more than I do, but he's also a passionate Twilight Zone fan. And after the show, we sat on a roof terrace overlooking London, had a glass of wine, and reflected on our second trip to the Twilight Zone. So I'm going to play that audio for you now. It gets a little windy sometimes, but hopefully you'll be able to hear our thoughts on the show. So have a listen to this, then I'll speak a little bit more on the other side. Okay, well, we're sitting here on a roof terrace overlooking London, and uh, I'm sat here with my good friend James Rose again. James, it's good to see you, man. Thanks. It's good to see you, Tom. And we've been to see the Twilight Zone, so it's the second time we've been to see it together. Um, And man, it was late 2017 last time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So here we are again. Now we we chatted last time. We we put our thoughts on a record, and so I thought it'd be nice to do it again because it's the second time for both of us. And sometimes I think, um, you know, a second watch of something can, can alter your perspective. Sometimes it can be, you know, a different experience in some ways. So. How did this viewing of the, the play differ from your first one, do you think? Um, yeah, firstly, I, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a different experience for me today. Um, I think having gone through it the first time with you almost a year and a half ago now, yeah. um, the whole thing had settled for me. I, I kind of had an expectation of what the framework was. Uh-huh. Um, I enjoyed the performances this time much, yeah. much more than the last time. Um, yeah, it, I'm interested to hear what you think, Tom. For me, it was the performances were much more authentic. Uh-huh. It was a, a, a serious tone. I remember when we saw it, saw it at the end of 2017. There was much more laughter. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I I thought maybe some of the scenes were played for laughs. It didn't it didn't seem that way this time. It seemed like the the laughs were earned. Mm. Maybe they came at the right places almost too. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So it was, yeah, it was strange. It was much of it was the same, but I enjoyed the journey through the Twilight Zone much more in this this yeah. sitting. Yeah, I think, and we we mentioned this before before we went to see the show, and we've kind of held off discussing it too much, haven't yeah. we? But you know, there's probably a few ways you can do a Twilight Zone play on stage, and who knows? Once this has run its course, someone else might do it in a few years' time, and it'll be a completely different kind of experience. Yeah. But I think what it boiled down to for me, um, and maybe you, the, the first time we saw it, is, I mean, we're, we're kind of in love with the, the language, a lot of the language of the Twilight Zone, aren't we? And, and I think, and you know, you said the same kind of thing. You could do, what it boils down to for me is something like Nothing in the Dark, which is just this beautiful two-hander, and you could do that with two people on stage, very little kind of, uh, yeah. you know, dressing and that kind of thing. Um, but what any production needs to do is strike a balance, I suppose, yeah. don't they? Yeah, you know, yeah. Because everyone will have a, a different thing in the Twilight Zone that they latch on to. Um, so I think for me, going back this time as well, I, I enjoyed it a lot more this time round for the same reason as you, some things had settled settled in, yeah. you know, expectations, so you just, you know what it is, so you just enjoy that. Um, but I do think some of the, and I don't want to mention names, because I'm not saying the cast didn't do a good job the first time round, some of the cast are the same, you know, and, yeah. and it, but it was just different, and I think that's, the, that's one of the great things about theatre, isn't it, that you go and see a show with a different cast, and it's a different experience, and that, that is one of the good things about it. So, there was a, a couple of the cast this time round that I thought, yeah, that's, um, I like what you're doing with that, you know, I like the sort of tone you're striking with it. Yes. Um, so it, it did, it, it was a, a lot more, and not that I didn't enjoy it last time, I did, but I think I enjoyed this one even more, you know. I absolutely agree with you. I think that, um, the opening set a very different tone from the opening we saw in yeah. 2017. Um, I mean, there are some larger-than-life characters in the show, um, but I felt that the performances this time struck the humanity of it. So maybe some of the big characters were, um, rather than playing it for laughs, it you know, they came from flaws in the, their humanity and from their insecurities and anxieties. Mm -hmm. And it set a much more sombre tone in the audience. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting, as I said to you, that there were a couple in front of us, and it turns out one knew the show, but his partner didn't. Yeah, yeah. And it was interesting hearing some of their comments and their observations, almost... I like, you know, the first time watching the show in the twist and it uh -huh. catching you out. And it was interesting to hear somebody sitting in 2019 who didn't know the show almost trying to solve the whodunit aspects. <laughs> um, so that was refreshing and to try and perceive how somebody who doesn't know the Twilight Zone observes it. But, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. The, the, the things the first time round, which kind of took me out of it, almost the framework, because I knew that was a framing this time, yeah. I was able to sit back and enjoy the show much, much more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
there's a couple of things that I'm still not 100% sold on. There's, <laughs> there's um, two musical numbers. Was that second musical number there when we first saw it? I honestly can't remember. It, it felt like new to me, but I can't yeah. be 100% sure on that. Um, and they're not... I guess not really in fitting with my, my view of the Twilight Zone, I guess. <laughs> but you said you, you could see why something like that would be in there. Yeah, what yeah, you, yeah. What do you mean by that? I think... I think, like, it's... You know, it's very much... So the Twilight Zone in itself is a genre, and then, of course, a West End production of the Twilight Zone is a genre of a genre. Yeah. So, um, perhaps they felt they had to have certain I don't know I don't want to say I, I used gimmicks last time I don't want to say that this time but maybe they felt certain things had to be included in the show to cater for a West End audience yeah, yeah. Um, so you know they tried to make the musical number and the kind of dance aspects as surreal as they could but of uh -huh. course for a traditionalist and we are. Yeah. It takes us right out of our twilight zone, and we're into something else. That's right. Um, so yeah, I, again, I, I think the strongest elements were the the sections that kind of run truer to what we know. Yeah. Um, sometimes I thought, I still think it's it is very fractured. Like, is it really confusing for somebody who doesn't know the show? the snippets yeah yeah um whereas you and i know exactly where we are in the geography of it uh -huh. well when we came out that couple who were in front of us mm. um because i did toy with going to speak to a couple of people and stuff like that um i, I didn't do it in the end I, I should maybe i should have done that but that couple were outside um and we were taking a few pictures because I've got to say the design work, the posters and stuff is absolutely beautiful. Oh, it's, it's first class. All the branding, all the logos, all the design yeah. work is amazing. So we were taking a few photos and that couple walked past us and they said, excuse me, have you ever seen the Twilight Zone before? And the, the guy in the couple said, yeah, I've seen it. And the girl said, um, "Not well, not really. And I said, well, you know, what do you, what do you think of the show? Did you, did you understand what was going on? And she was like, yeah, because I've seen, you know, similar type things. But, mm. you know, I, I would have liked to maybe dug into a bit more, but she was kind of looking as if to say, are, are you a serial killer or something? Yeah. <laughs> I think we put her on the spot. Like, they, yeah. were, they were quite happy to engage, but then we started asking questions and they yeah. would back off. <laughs> they physically started to back off away from us. Yeah. Excuse me, um, can you maybe take a picture of us? Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, Thanks. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Nobody is. Just talking about what we did to somebody else and they just did it back to us. Wow. Ironic twist right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, unfortunately... We, we never really got to dig into that a bit more, but, you know, she, she said she, she got the gist of it, which is good, you know, because that's what it's all about, because I, I would say, I mean, there was, a, there was a child sitting next to me, mm. and, you know, I was curious as hell what they thought, but I'm not going to start speaking to someone else's kid <laughs> in the middle of a theatre. Um, but, yeah, you, you know, but everyone seemed to enjoy it, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, 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 they, they got a really nice... Um, 
kind of you know enthusiastic applause at the end um it it was and it is really enjoyable um it's, it's just interesting seeing it delivered through theatre you know I, yeah. I, I completely agree I think there's so much the writing's so rich the stories are still timeless um there's an argument just to say you know play these things straight up from start to finish yeah maybe get two or three stories in over the course of an hour and a half two hours you know there's about eight episodes in that show and some of them are snippets mm. but I yeah from a theatrical point of view I guess the team behind it thought there's a lot of business there's a lot of cutting how can we make that as seamless as possible yeah so it's it's, it is a, it's a ride through the Twilight Zone it's almost like you're it's almost like you know you're sitting in one of those rides at the carnivals and yeah. it turns your attention oh look at this mm-hmm. turns it back look at that like an old ghost train or something yeah and if it if it, if it gets you know people engaged in it and it makes people reminisce and excited for the relaunch then it's i guess it's done its job definitely one thing i, I really noticed this time was the composition of the the sort of stage mm-hmm. you know where something what and does the white door that was there constantly which I love mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and the, I just sat and looked at it quite often and thought you know I could take a picture of that and it would be a beautiful image yes yeah, yeah. you know those characters stood there the black backdrop with the stars and everything I, I could you know 99% of the time you could take a picture of what was going on recognize it as the twilight zone yeah, yeah just yeah. from the visual sort of language of it um, and it'd make a nice picture to put on your wall. I think they've done a really nice job of the composition of uh, everything. The the uh, the set design is like first rate. It's it's amazing thinking back in my mind. Costume, makeup, set design. We we have watched that in a black and white visual, haven't we? Yeah. Like there there is little, if no color in it, and it's amazing that they've, how they've achieved that. Yeah, because it, it's so just sort of off black and white isn't it mm-hmm. the, a lot of it's black and white but there is just carefully chosen bits of color in yeah it. very subtle very yeah. selective when i'm thinking back now in my mind's eye i'm seeing it running in black and white mm-hmm. um so i guess in that sense as well they, they they stayed as true as they could yeah yeah to the show itself um yeah i really yeah how i mean Again, without comparing, I mean, I really enjoyed it. How did you find it second time around? Um, it, it was nice to remember stuff that I'd forgotten, or be, I mean, be reminded of stuff that I'd forgotten. You know, to say, oh, I remember that was in it the first time around, and it, it sparked memories of how it played the first time around. And the, there are some actors in it from the first time that I remember quite well. Like, there's a different chap playing the narrator role. You mm. know, they never call him Rod Sailing, and he's not doing a Rod Sailing impersonation. Yeah. He's yeah, just yeah. Sailing-esque. Yes. And it's a different guy this time, so that was interesting to see what he brought to it. Um, but no, it, it was nice to be... So much so that I, I would, you know... Whether I get to see this run again, I don't know, but I would go... If they put it on again next year, I would go again. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know, agree. Yeah, yeah. And see what's it got for me this time round. You know. Um, now, Ron Fogelman said there was, there was some bits in it this time, some new bits and pieces. That 
I can't. I don't know whether that's just finessing of certain things. I didn't notice much except maybe the second song, which I can't remember whether it was there the first time or not. So I don't know. But it, it might just be some things are finessed, and which is great. You know, you wouldn't necessarily notice that that much. Yeah, the, I mean, certainly there's no, there wasn't any new story elements. I don't think. No. It was the same um, story structure. It felt it felt tighter. It felt a tighter production overall. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint like any specific moment. It just I th- I just yeah I thought they enhanced everything in a good way. I you know. I really enjoyed it. I think for what that is and what they're trying to do with that show, they achieved it. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, me too. I I think the first half is is really strong. Mm. Um, Then the second half, you know, it's no spoiler because we spoke about it with Ron. The shelter, which is the most complete part of it from start to finish. Um, Then it it gets into quite a strange portion, which is almost like... A lot of characters from the Twilight Zone sitting together in a bar, yeah. <laughs> which is, is, is you know, interesting in its own right, quite strange in a way. Um, but yeah, you know, what a great night, what, a, what an yeah. enjoyable experience. I had a real buzz going in. Yeah, you yeah, know, me too, mate. Yeah, and, yeah. and I still do, so a success, I think. I think so, I agree. Um, I would definitely see it again if it was on again. Um, and it's a nice template. That's one version of how you could do the Twilight Zone on stage. There are many, many other versions, but that—that's a really nice first theatrical reintroduction to the show. Yeah, yeah, that, that absolutely right. You know, ten years time, someone else might do it, and they will have a different angle on it, which is again one of the joys of theatre. Yeah, seeing yeah, what yeah. people do with stuff, and I think for for the time. Um, what they've what they've done with this one is a um, really good really good introduction, and it's also got something for old Twilight Zone fans yeah. for, like us as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James, thanks for joining me, man. Always a pleasure. I hope it's not it doesn't take the Twilight Zone coming back again to speak to you. <laughs> but, it's always good to see you, man. You know, if uh, if that's what it takes, if, if if I keep coming back to London every few years to see the Twilight Zone and we see it again then that's no bad thing either. Thanks for joining me, man. Cheers, Tom. So, a big thank you to James for not only his insight, but his great company. You know, he's one of the great friends that I've made on this Twilight Zone journey. Now, as I said earlier on, I just want to mention a few of the cast and crew, and inevitably, when you do something like this, people are going to be left out, but... Everyone did a great job, but I just wanted to mention a couple of things. So first of all, I want to thank Natasha from Emma Holland PR for organising this. Thank you so much for doing that. Now, in terms of the show itself, like I mentioned when I was chatting to James then, costume-wise, I think they pitched it beautifully. You know, there's a real quality to what's up there on stage, and it's very in keeping with the black and white which a lot of the set is but then there's just this subtle color to it as well so they're not wearing completely black and white and i think the effect of it is quite beautiful um so the costume designer is nikki gillibrand so well done to her now 
Also, whoever did the branding, the design work, I think there were about four or five different Twilight Zone posters outside the theatre of a Twilight Zone television in various locations. Now, my favourite one was a Twilight Zone television in a London train station. And the funny thing is, you know, we often think of the Twilight Zone in black and white, but this branding is so colourful but still so Twilight Zone, so I think they did a really nice job of pulling that off and making these eye-catching graphics, whoever that is. I'll quickly go through the cast, because I think they all deserve a mention for, you know, various reasons. I won't necessarily say who they play, because if you are going, it's best to go and be surprised by what you find. So first of all is a gentleman called Oliver Alvin Wilson, now he's a carryover from the first time round and this is a play without a lead but you know he's just got such a great strong presence on stage that if you wanted someone to hang this thing on then he would be a perfect fit and he does that, he brings a sort of quality throughout which I thought was fantastic. Alicia Bailey now she had probably one of the most heartrending scenes in the whole play and she performed that beautifully so well done to her. Natasha J. Barnes performed some of the most iconic Twilight Zone characters, one in particular that is not really one of the main stories, but a kind of supporting little story that I thought she did beautifully. Uh, Adriana Batola, a wonderful young actor who I think, you know, has done a lot in her life, but has also got, I think, a great future ahead of her. Daniel Crossley, now I will say one of the roles that he plays because all of these actors play various roles so credit to them for that, but he plays the narrator. Now one of the smart things about this play is it doesn't have a person doing a rod sailing impersonation, but it has someone doing a kind of sailing-esque role, you know, someone playing that narrator type role. And I think that's a smart move, because much as everyone tries their Rod Sailing impersonation, and you can kind of say, I guess that's Rod Sailing. To be fair, not many people are actually good at it when you think about it. And that probably goes for actors too. So I think they're really smart by just having someone be Sailing-esque. It keeps it respectful, and it keeps it entertaining. Now obviously, if someone could do a dead-on Sailing, someone like... Stephen Dexter, who does the stuff for the Rod Sailing Memorial Foundation, maybe they could go full sailing, I guess, but, you know, they keep it smart, so well done to Daniel Crossley for that. Now, I'm going to mispronounce this guy's name, I think it's Diffin Dwifor, he's obviously Welsh, I do apologise, but he was actually possibly my favourite actor in this, I think, you know, when we talk about bringing the right tone to something on stage... There is obviously a difference in performance for stage work you need to project, but I think he did a great job of both projecting but keeping that level, uh, keeping that authenticity that James talked about within the characters. He plays some really important parts in it too, and I think he did a fantastic job. And then there's an actor called Neil Haig, and one of the roles he plays is... Uh, one of the most sinister of Twilight Zone characters, but he also gets some of the most humorous stuff as well, and I think he was able to do those things beautifully. Next up is Nicholas Karimi, and again, just a great actor, but 
It's no spoiler to say the part of this show is the shelter. I spoke about that with Ron. And Nicholas, I think, is fantastic in that. You know, the kind of rage he brings to it, but not overplaying it, you know. That scene really does kind of cook. It really explodes on stage, and he's at the centre of it, and I think he does a brilliant job. Just two more to mention. There is Lauren O'Neill, and she plays actually probably one of the most important female characters to Rod Serling in his writing, and I think that was a real strength in that scene, what she brought to that part. I don't want to mention what it is, but um, when you go, you will probably know based on the name of the character that she plays. So, well done to her. Really great work. And then finally, Matthew Steer. Again, you know, he was just a real great presence throughout it, whatever role he played. Now, from the list here, it looks like he played five different roles, and each one he did it. He just brought that perfect tone to it, you know, not overplaying it, projecting it, but just playing it just at that right level and with the respect to the material. So another great actor too. So this has been a real interesting journey with The Twilight Zone on stage for me, and I'm so glad that I got to see it again, and I hope it isn't the last time. Because I've spoken many times about my own Twilight Zone experience as a child, watching it in the middle of the night, staying up to watch it. And the effect of that was that my memory of it is almost like a dream, you know? And I think we all have that to a degree if we've been watching the show for years because our idealised Twilight Zone in our own minds isn't usually just one episode. It's a collage of words and images, music, things and ideas that make that memory and that's what the stage show is, you know, it's constantly shifting from one thing to another. You know, focusing on scenes, but then as it moves from one to the other, there might be some other little bit of Twilight Zone going on. And I think on this watch, it really cemented the show in my mind as a representation of that. It was always going to be a judgment call as to what to put in it. But I think the show goes beyond being about any one story. It's about the idea and the experience of the Twilight Zone. And in this theatre, it's an intimate but shared experience, you know? And it's an experience that really brings you in to the Twilight Zone. So if you get the chance to go, I would really recommend it. And if you go to twilightzonetheplay.com, then you can get your tickets there. But check out other sites as well, you know, they might have deals on. So shop around. But that's a good starting place. So it's a big thumbs up from me. I can't recommend it enough. So that's enough from me for this show. Now we've had lots of special episodes. We've had lots of interviews and things over the past month or so. Next up, we're going to go old school. We're going to go back to one of our old episodes of The Twilight Zone. And we'll see what that is in a moment. In the meantime though, just a quick reminder that The Twilight Zone podcast has been nominated for a Rondo Award. As you know, we've already won it in the past, but it would be really nice on the 60th anniversary of the Twilight Zone to win it for Rod Serling, to celebrate his great classic show. And we can't just assume that we've got it in the bag this time round. Every vote counts, your vote counts. Because it is a very independent award, the Rondos, every person who votes really makes a difference. So if you can take just a couple of minutes to do it, 
I've made it as easy as possible. If you go to thetwilightzonepodcast.com slash rondo, that's R-O-N-D-O, there's simple instructions there on how to cast your vote for the Twilight Zone podcast. So let's win this one for Rod. And speaking of Rod, why don't we go over to Rod Serling to find out what's coming up next. And now, Mr. Serling. Next week, we take a trip through a galaxy to a few million light years away from your collective television screens. We'll land on an uncharted asteroid and then undergo an experience designed for goosebumps and palpitations. Because in the Twilight Zone next time out, you'll see that monsters come in all assorted sizes and shapes. I hope we whetted your appetite, and if so, we'll see you next week. Our show is called The Little People. (laughs) 